A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our Culture Gaming. I'm Scott, joined by Josh. Hello, Scott. Josh, my friend, there are ructions across the gaming industry as it seems like Ubisoft might be gearing up for a bit of a sale. Now, this comes from Bloomberg initially um, breaking the report. Also, Kotaku corroborated it by talking to various people inside Ubisoft, um, including senior, current, and former Ubisoft developers. Um, and it seems like private equity firm Blackstone and KKR and Co. have preliminary takeover interest, but serious negotiations haven't begun, according to Kotaku and Bloomberg together. Um, there's a whole bunch of reasons cited. Yeah, including the fact that Yves Guillermo, his son Charlie Guillermo, uh, left last year and apparently he was the one that was meant to be taking over the family business. But obviously overall, Ubisoft aren't doing very well at all in regards to the, you know, the amount of games that they have in production, the amount of stuff that people just instantly hate the second they see it, the amount of formula game design they've got across the board, and obviously the amount of overall horrific allegation stuff that's been coming out across the last couple of years. So they're not in the healthiest space. 100% Scott, this is a... Uh, well, it, it doesn't come as a surprise, no. let me tell you that. In the year of acquisitions, where we've seen, you know, everyone from Activision Blizzard to Bungie being bought up and stuff. <laughs> yes. Ubisoft has always seemed like a prime um, candidate just because of, you know, the reasons you mentioned there. Mm. You know, creatively, they're incredibly stagnant, mm. whether it's um, older franchises, you know, not finding the love that they once did, or new IP like X Defiant or whatever. Project you know, just Q. Project Q. Why? Just going down like a third, like barely More like anyways. Project Y. Pro- <laughs> eh? <laughs> Old men. <laughs> More like Project Y. Yeah, like all that stuff coming out. And it just being, you know, landing with an incredible thud mm. on top of the actual tumultuous goings-ons in the studio. Like you mentioned, you know, the abuse allegations, you know, mm. the turnover of staff. Mm. Having not fully sorted that, at least if um, previous developer comments would uh, have you believe, you know, mm. not fully recovering from that and incorporating a work environment that is healthier and what have you. We've looked at all the acquisitions this year, you know, Square Enix, Capcom, all mm. of the potentials. And we've always said, you know, when we've talked about this, that it's, it makes the most sense for studios in decline. And for me, Ubisoft is very much a studio in decline. <laughs> well, they have a lot of, obviously, valuable IP. There's a whole bunch of fandoms waiting for more things to be done with, for example, Splinter Cell, other than potentially just remaking the original, do something new with that thing, um, or whatever. Um, it's worth running down the amount of different things they've got in the works right now, though, and the lack of confidence I think anyone has around the idea that they'll actually come to fruition. Um, it's also worth pointing out that Yves Guillermo's son, like I said, Charlie Guillermo, he left college and immediately um, was able to head up a studio. They were the ones that made Tom Clancy's Elite Squad, which yeah. was one of the most repulsive things I've ever seen, to be honest. And then that fell apart um, almost immediately. And so, yeah, running down everything else that they were, you know, green lighting. And then it always feels like they have a bunch of stuff they run with before asking if anyone wants to see it walk in the first place, whether it be NFT stuff or yes. Battle Royale stuff or the Tom Clancy's X Defiant, like you said, which has now had the Tom Clancy name removed from it because enough people went, there's nothing to do with Tom Clancy here and you're just milking the brand. So we'll run down a few things. I'll run down all of these in a row and then we'll see what stands out. Um, so we have X Defiance, which is their kind of 
Call of Duty slash hero shooter thing, um, which is still coming out. We have Project Q, which was announced across the last few days because it leaked early. Ubisoft had to get out there and say that it was this team arena style hero shooter thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, they were like, oh, it's not a battle royale. No. Um, but the official company line says that it's going to let you own the experience more than ever, which people went, are you doing NFTs again? And they went, no, it's not NFTs, we promise. And then Tom Henderson is obviously known for various different exclusives and stuff, commented underneath this on Twitter and said that one of the modes you can pick is a battle royale. And so a lot right. of people are already quite skeptical of what the hell Project Q is. Um, but there's also Assassin's Creed Infinity, which is their live service attempt to just do literally infinite Assassin's Creed things that you plug stuff into. And um, Beyond Good and Evil 2, there's no way that thing's even real at this point. We've seen a tech demo. That's never coming out. Which might even be faked footage at this point. Killzone 2. There is Roller Champions, which was kind of their attempt to do a Rocket League style thing, with a sm- which is all I'm, I'm all for. Smaller little teams, smaller arcade style ideas. Yeah. But the Roller Champions um, beta was very you know buggy and it wasn't very enjoyable. That's still in development. Um, like I said, there's the Splinter Cell um, remake going on for the first game, which there's no way that remake mimics the feel of the original Splinter Cell at all. There's Skull and Bones, which is the um, pirate-themed spin-off from Assassin's Creed 3, mm. which has been struggling to come out from um, about 10 years or so. Maybe if it was AC4. AC4 Black Flag. Because there was pirate yeah. stuff in 3, but I think 4 is when that came about. There's the Prince of Persia remake, which was um, revealed way too early um, from Ubisoft Mumbai, which are a new studio trying their best, but obviously that thing looked very ropey and was put back into active development again. Um, and Ghost Recon Frontline, their attempt at doing a battle royale using the Ghost Recon engine, um, which comes after Ghost Recon Breakpoint, um, having a 93% operating income loss, because that game bombed its ass off. This is what really disappoints me about like Ubisoft in its current form, Scott mm. Hilford. You know, you look at all of these games, and it's easy for me to say none of this excites me. This seems a bit rote, seems a bit formulaic. You know, on over on the Wackle GMM podcast, which you can go and listen to if you want. Do it. Uh, you know, we talked about how even their new IP is just kind of, um, you know, rehashed other front like rehashes you can see exactly what they're doing and essentially you can see exactly what they're doing they are new IP they are fresh original ideas Mm -hmm. but they're based on bankable genres they're Mm -hmm. based on bankable art styles they look like other games not only from the Ubisoft franchise but from you know other franchises from other studios and it's such a shame because when you like you look at videos from the developers working on these titles Mm. you can tell for the most part that you know like the artists you know the programmers all of that stuff like have so much passion for their craft have so much passion for the games you look at the environment in an Assassin's Creed game and yes. how lushly you know designed they are and mm-hmm. it's just a shame that all of that talent is being like you know crammed into these checkboxed you know focus tested ideas mm-hmm. that just don't seem to be pleasing anyone like no, no, no. That, when was the last time Ubisoft announced a new game franchise and UIP <laughs> or otherwise that people were like I cannot Get wait it. to play that yeah you know you know Prince of the Air come on another Far Cry come on <laughs> I mean the thing is with that, that that's the thing it, it feels like um, you know it's like the new clothes kind of thing everyone knows what they're doing and we've seen what they've been doing for the last few years and I remember even if you go back as far as Assassin's Creed Unity I remember people thinking you know it's the turn of the generation and it's another Assassin's Creed and it looks like it plays the exact same way although obviously in recent years a lot of people have reappreciated the parkour stuff that was in Unity that was never brought to the forefront that was never taken and ran with it was just something that was sort of thrown in there before they went back to basics again um, and it's just one of those things where like you said when was the last time they announced anything that had genuine goodwill around it they've really struggled in that regard um, and also so it feels like they've chased a lot of trends like there was the NFT stuff this year um, which was put into um, the Ghost Recon before Breakpoint uh, Wildlands which was they were experimenting in that and then you know, at one point it was rumoured that there was or it was shown that there was only like 14 people in the marketplace yeah. um, that were buying these weird NFT helmets or whatever for that game and then they got out there and thanked everyone for taking part and appeared to sort of just shutter that and put it to the side um, I also completely forgot that they launched Ubisoft Plus yes. which is their own version
version of a Game Pass type thing where they want to charge you a separate monthly fee um, for various games that are in the um, in their Ubisoft library. Um, and also, to throw in here, um, in 2014, they uh, made a big point of launching the Ubi Art Studio, which were the ones that were able to put together Child of Light and Valiant Hearts. And that was the last time I cared about an Ubisoft. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay. Well, those games, you know, had, like you said, had a lot of charm, had a lot of personality. Yeah. It didn't feel like they were focus tested in the same way as something like X Defiant <laughs> is. You know, and that's the big shame. You know, yeah. We, you, you, you look down, I think Tom Henderson was also the guy behind this, but, you know, their um, E3 equivalent show was kind of leaked. And we were oh, looking yeah. down all of the projects that they might have there, including a lot of the games you mentioned in this video. And I remember just kind of looking at it all, thinking, boring, there are so many projects here, and how are they all eliciting nothing? In <laughs> And I don't think I'm that jaded yet, you know. I want to get excited about video games. I want to get excited about Ubisoft games. You know, I've had a lot of fun with them in the past. You know, Far Cry 2, Far Cry 3, some of my favorite games ever. Even Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I found a lot to enjoy in. There are talented people there. There are a lot of interesting ideas in those games. It's just like they're in this point where I do feel like, you know, they are ripe for a takeover Mm. and for someone to sweep in and be like, look, you've got so much potential in this company. We can hopefully fix it creatively and in the studios themselves and make it better make it you know reach the potential that you could have because yeah honestly man like I don't want to be too negative or mm. just like you know put the knife in even further but when I look at the publishers when <laughs> I look at the studios <laughs> this is the thing and I look at like Square Enix and I kind of like look at Ubisoft and I'm yeah. like you guys are how have you guys got to this point I don't. I've, I tried looking at Blackstone and KKR and Co. And I couldn't find that many gaming credits for them. But obviously, they're a private equity firm. They could just take stuff over and just go. You guys just keep doing what you're doing um, and hope for the best. But obviously, the fact that the um, the Charlie Guillermo, Eve Guillermo family connection is mentioned, um, assumedly points to someone else taking over from Guillermo in the near future. Um, I'd imagine that after all the allegations, all the conversations around how horrific the work culture was at Ubisoft, um, Eve Guillermo, his only defense was to go, "I didn't know. I had no idea at all." And um, whilst booking his flights for the uh, you know the, the near 
nearest time he can get the hell away from it. Um, so let someone else take over Ubisoft. If we go down this private equity route, then I guess you need to appoint someone else to take over Eve's role, and hopefully that changes what Ubisoft is as an entity. However, do you think there's any scope? Let's just talk about the idea of Sony taking them or Xbox taking them. Microsoft, sorry, taking them. I mean... For the lols. We, we talked about uh, the idea of FromSoft getting uh, bought out last week, mm. right? And we were talking about how that would be a bad idea because FromSoft is firing on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. You know, they are going from strength to strength. Uh, they, they, they are excelling being independent. Mm-hmm. I do think, you know, someone like a Phil Spencer or even, you know, Sony or whoever mm. kind of like coming in and buying Ubisoft can commit to making that publisher maybe better. You know, you look at um, Xbox and Activision Blizzard, which I think is the closest comparison for this. Mm-hmm. And that was an acquisition where I was like, look, I don't want any monopolies, you know, going mm-hmm. down. I think this is quite scary that we're getting these massive acquisitions. Insane, yeah. But if, if there's some, if there's a ship that needs, um, you know, steering, it was Activision, you know, like mm-hmm. they were in a very similar position like we mentioned. And I just hope that say a Microsoft or say a Sony did buy Ubisoft, they would um, address all of these issues and hopefully give us more creative games made by people in a healthier work environment. Like, you said you know you almost can't make these titles worse or more um you <laughs> more know formulaic. more formulaic more chasing trends mm-hmm. more nft heavy like you can't well, really do, you know like, do that what's really weird is that if sony let's say sony bought them sony of the two companies of the two entities if you go between sony and microsoft sony are the ones that have aped the ubisoft model the most like you can argue that quite sizable parts of the playstation signature feel are the refined parts of the ubisoft side of things like the, the ubisoft stuff comes with workbenches already there right like all the crafting components and the way that they do their open worlds and um, that largely transplants across to the way that sony do, Sony do their open worlds, albeit that Sony's ones have much higher production value and things like that. So I can see that transition. I can see, you know, Assassin's Creed becomes a first-party PlayStation franchise. Hmm. Not that much changes about it, other than just the general production value goes up and maybe they put more work into the overall cutscene. Maybe they ditch Assassin's Creed Infinity and start doing more opulent one-offs again and stuff like that. However, if they do Game Pass stuff, then I guess that's a way more interesting proposition because it would free up all those studios. You wouldn't have to focus all your things into specific AAA buckets. You could do yeah. more. You could do more stuff like the UbiArt stuff you would get something like a Child of Light 2 or a Valiant Hearts or whatever in front of people a lot more and I, I think that's more exciting but I default to I want to see more from these teams anyway I don't well, 100%. you know I don't want an acquisition for them to go over making more Assassin's Creed like that stuff is done yeah I think you know a lot of their franchises would need looking at you know do we need um, Assassin's Creed uh, as quickly as we get them right mm. now for instance with as little changing from a gameplay perspective mm-hmm. as we get now you know do we need this version of Ghost Recon no I already know the answer to this we don't need this version of Ghost Recon whatsoever. No. We need a better version of Ghost Recon. I just mm. hope whoever gets them, you know, whether it's on Game Pass, whether it's retaining the $70 price point of a mm. Sony, you know, the games are better off for it. Whether that means they take longer to come out but are of mm. higher quality, or whether we get more and more varied releases on something like Game Pass. That's what I would always want. Um, final thing is, do you think, regardless of, let's say this goes through, we don't know who's actually going to acquire them, if, if they even are going to get acquired at all, but let's say they do, do the vast majority of the games that I read out just get canned because there you can see the cynical top tier business side that went we should do a hero shooter that's got NFTs and it's a battle royale like anyone if anyone yeah. more creatively minded gets in charge they're going to can every single one of them I think I mean it depends Does anyone want X to fight it depends when anyone they release you know I would like 
Okay, you know, again, not to dig the knife in, mm. I want to be optimistic. I would okay, hope good. that these games would continue to be developed, but would be overhauled in a way where they are healthy mm. and where they are more creative and where they are allowed to release as live services even, but have something there that gets us in. Mm. Aren't just kind of doing, like you said, what other um, franchises, other studios are doing. We're not just getting hero shooters that look like Overwatch. We're not just getting <laughs> Battle Royale games that look like bloody PUBG or Warzone, you know? Oh. The thing is, like, Overall, um, like you know, we took covered this in other other videos. Like, like, like Josh said, if you check out the podcast, we talk about this stuff a lot. Jim Ryan and the Sony side of things are pushing into um, you know live um, platform games and service games and everything else as much as possible. They have like fourteen multiplayer games scheduled for before twenty twenty six. And if they bought up Ubisoft, then you have all these potential platforms that you can then just plug into your overall you know the assumptive model they're going to have in the future with PlayStation Plus and all the different um, you know the different premium tiers and things like that. So they potentially have an ecosystem gearing up to. Go. I just don't personally think people want it. I'll tell you this, my friend. Go on, my friend. It almost feels like an apocalyptic time to be a video game fan. <laughs> between NFTs, between, you know, all of these takeovers, between hero shooters. It's just, there are some publishers doing it wrong, and I'm scared we will get more doing it wrong. It speaks volumes that I've spent the last week only playing old Sonic games. It I've does. not played a single new thing in a week. Sonic Generations, though, legit a goat. A goat. It, it, well, that screams volumes, and it also screams you might need to see a doctor. True, but also let us know what you think down in the comments below of one 3D Sonic's era and also what you think of the idea of Ubisoft being bought out and who should grab this company and do stuff with them in the future. That sounds horrible, but what I meant was, in a business context. For now, I've been Scott from WhatCulture.com. I've been Josh from WhatCulture.com. And we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Good. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.